Good evening. Welcome. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. My name is Moshe Teichman, and this is Parsha Thursday on Thursday night on Sinai Radio. Okay. Thank you for joining us. Let's. This is Parsha's Noach. Now, before we can even begin Parsha's Noach, well, let me explain. I was reading through Parsha's Noach, and I had a question. But the question that I had as I was reading through the first three Pesukim of Parsha's Noach starts from Parsha's Bereshit. Parsha Bereshit, the first Parsha. Let's go back. Let's go all the way to the beginning of the Torah, Parsha Bereshit. Torah says, Bereshit bara elokim, es hashamayim v'yetzaretz. Hashem created the earth, the land. Hashem created everything in those seven days. Shabbat, he rested. Thereby creating this amazing concept of rest, Shabbat. To relax and enjoy our amazing connection that we work on the whole week with our Kaddish Baruch with Hashem. But the first Rashi of Gracious, the first Rashi of the Torah, says something super interesting. He says that really the entire Torah should start from somewhere in the middle of Shemos, in Sefer Shemot, where it says the first halacha in the Torah, the first law in the Torah that was given from Hashem to the Bnei Yisrael, to the people of Israel. And that is HaChodesh HaZelachem, Rosh Chodesh, the first, the, 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 the setting up of the Rosh Chodesh system, the months, the month of Nisan should be the first one, and that is the first mitzvah in the Torah that was given to the Bnei Yisrael. Because, Rashi's bothered by why does the Torah start from Bereshis? This entire story of uh, Adam and Chava, Noah, Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, this whole is extra. It's not, it's not supposed to be there. Now Rashi's telling us an amazing thing. The Torah is not a book of stories. The Torah is not you know, a book of interesting stories. It's a law book. It's a book of halachot. It's a book that we use to guide us. The Bnei Yisrael used to guide us. The people of Israel used to guide us through our lives. So really, even though there are commandments in the first, in Sefer Bereshit, there's many commandments, but not to Bnei Yisrael, not to Klai Yisrael. It's one of the 613 mitzvot. And therefore, there's really no need. You could write it down. It could be a Navi. It could be as an extra book on the side. That we could learn the Midot, we could learn the different amazing things that Abraham, the Yitzchak, the Yaakov did. Why isn't the Torah? The Torah doesn't write any extra words. So why isn't these thousands of Pesukim, 10,000 words, extra, being written in the Torah? And Rashi tells us to teach us a tremendous, tremendous lesson. And he says like this. He says, when we go to Eretz Yisrael, when we go claim our lands... Nations of the world are going to say, what are you doing? You're stealing something that does not belong to you. Says Rashi, no. Torah writes to tell us the history of the world in our Torah, that we should see it, that we should know it, that we should read it, that we should learn it, that no, Hashem created the world, and Beretzono, He gave it to them. Now in His will, He takes it away from them and gives it to us. Commandment of to go in and, 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 and with Moshe to, and Yeshua to go capture the land. Give it to the Bnei Yisrael. Teach us to the land of Israel is ours. We should not feel that we're being stealers. That we should have what to say. 
back to them. Okay, great. Fantastic. So the one premise that we understand, that we learned from this Rashi, besides the amazing lesson of how we should view ourselves, but besides that, there's, a, there's something from this Rashi that, that, therefore, the entire book of Bereshit was just written to teach us to order that Hashem created the world, and He made a promise to Avraham, and gave it to his son Yitzchak, Yaakov, and then eventually we get to Shemot, the Bnei Yisrael comes under Moshe, gets to of Mitzrayim, fine. Why do we need Parshat Noach? Parshat Noach says nothing about the Jewish nation. Yes, it is a fascinating, amazing, oops, there's a, there's a, there's a little bit of a, I dropped the Chumash, let me pick it up, okay. It's an amazing story that could teach us amazing lessons. But yet, should it really be in the Torah? There's a sefer called Sefer Eov. It talks about the Sadiq Eov that went through different tests and trials and different things that happened to him that happened, according to most opinions, around the time, the same time as, as you know, um, that Yosef was in Mitzrayim. Before that, to the time of Yisro, it was a contemporary of Yisro. Then why? That's not in the Torah. So why is Noach in the Torah? That's the question I had. And to make the question even stronger, I have another question. Well, a similar related question. Let's look at the Pasuk. Pasuk says, the first Pasuk of Parshas Noach says, Ela told us Noach. These are the, the Midos and the, the, you know, the, the, the children of, of Noach. This Noach is Shadik. Noach was a man that was a Tzadik. He was righteous. Tamim He was whole. In his in his in his uh, in his dar in his generation, es elokim hisalach noach noach walked with Hashem. Now I challenge you to find this pasuk in the introductory when we learn about someone. Now noach we learned about noach in the parsha before, but that's a saying who noach was. But we don't see, see that it says actually the first thing we see in last week's parsha last pasuk noach matzachem in Hashem and noach found favor in the eyes of Hashem. But then it says. Noach is Sadiq, Tamim Hayah. Introduction to Noach, who was Noach? He was in Sadiq, he was Tamim, he was by the Dersim, and so he came himself Noach, Noach with a God. Great. What does it say by Avraham? It doesn't say that by Avraham. It says later on, after, it says, after we learn the story of Avraham, it says that Avraham walked with Hashem. Okay, that's great. But the introduction to Noach, we have such a, an amazing introduction, and yet we know that Avraham Avinu was also an amazing person. Moshe! It says, it says praises throughout the Torah on Moshe, but never into, in, into our introduction to introducing Moshe to us. It doesn't say that. So, introducing Aaron Hakohen to us. No. Great, amazing people. So, what is with this effusive praise, so to speak, of Noah? What are, what are, we, tell, what are we being told us? Don't tell us about this effusive praise. Tell us the story of Noah and the Mabel. We'll figure out that he was a tzaddik because he was the only one saved. It's obvious. Tell us that everyone was terrible. Noah got saved. We can learn from that. That Noah was amazing. Why are you telling us Noah is tzaddik? Tamir hayav there are some esol kimisalach Noah. Great. So two questions. First question is like we said before. It seems from Rashi we learned from last week that the Torah is not a. Storybook, it's a halacha book. And the only reason the Torah taught us that it teaches our lineage 
the fact from you know Torah, Hashem created the world, to, and then you know Avram came and Yitzchak Yaakov promised the land to us, and we have a lineage. Fine, but what does Parshas Noach have to do with anything? You could take Noach out, and I'll still know I have, I would have what to answer the Umas Olam. I would have what have to answer the other nations of the world. I'll say, listen, Hash, I don't need Parshas Noach to teach me anything. And the second thing is, why was praise this effusive praise of Noach? It seems like there's three different separate praises. Ish Sadik, Tamim, Haya B'Derosav, Eshol, Kimisach Noach. Why do I need these three praises? Just tell me he's Noach, and I can figure out the rest. So, I think this, this is the key to answer the question, is as follows. To think, what is the Torah trying to teach me, or what lesson can I learn from this? That could help me grow in my observance and my and my relationship with Hashem, the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Okay, so let's. What does Rabbeinu Bchai say? Let's take a side, sidestep a little bit. Let's. What does Rabbeinu Bchai say? Rabbeinu Bchai says, "What are these three midot? What is the importance of these three things that that we say about Noah?" He explains. Is, the Hashem is telling us in the words of Rabbeinu Bachai, he says, V'hizker ha'kasuv, and the Torah writes, B'tzadik by this righteous person, Shalosh Milos, three things, shall shevach, uh, three stages of, of praise, Shahayu b'hopek v'vnei Dora, that he had, that his people of his generation didn't have. The first one is, Sadik b'ma'asav, he was righteous in all his deeds. He did everything righteousness. He did everything with the idea of, is this good? Is this bad? Am I doing the right thing? Does this look good? Am I following the right laws? And that goes against the rest of his, his dar, who just, Hamas, they just did whatever they wanted. They thought of themselves, not of other people. And the next thing was, Tamim. Rebbe Bechai says, Tamim means, it means, he was hashalim b'chol midosav. He was full, complete in all his character traits. He worked on himself. That he got to the point where he was not getting angry. He was inside and out, a walking role model for the entire world. In the way he acted, in his own thoughts. And what's the last thing? His salat es elokim, salach noach, noach walk with Hashem. Amazing. He, and Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar does say that this is something that most people don't, that this, this uh, walking with Hashem is something that's not so found, found between many people. He says, Rak bi'echidi hadar, just you know, a few people in the, in the generation, to walk with Hashem, to fully understand as if Hashem is with him at all points. You know, there's a famous child song, Hashem is there, Hashem is here, Hashem is truly everywhere. Yeah? You know, yeah, he's everywhere. You know, but, but Noah lived it. You know, when he was walking with Hashem, when he was walking in his regular life, it was as if he was walking in front of Hashem. He viewed Hashem as properly so, which is very hard for us. It, again, this is a super hard thing to get, to the point where you view Hashem in front of you at all times. The, I think the Ori Sral says that the key to getting to Yiras Hashem, to understanding that Hashem is there with us at all times, the fear of God, is slowly realizing that you're in front of Hashem. 
that everything I do is in front of Hashem. Which halacha has specific halachos. A few things that we do, you know, we yamaka, we we cover our men, cover our hair, our head. Women, we just pitzniot. We're in, in front of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. We're in front of God. God is Mala Haaretz. The whole world is filled with Him. But Noah really, really believed it. He didn't just say it. He didn't act it. He believed that he was walking with Hashem. I always actually, just to go on a slight tangent, I always wondered, like I was walking to Shul last Shabbos on Friday night. Um, I, you know, was started, I, I was in the middle of preparing for Shabbat. And I thought, I didn't realize that it was much earlier than I thought it was. I looked at the clock and I looked at the calendar and I'm like, oh no, Shabbos starts in five minutes. So quickly I'm getting ready and I didn't have a chance to drive to Shul. So I'm walking the 10 minutes to drive to Shul and I get out of my house and we live right next to a high school, a, high, a public high school. And I hear cheering and loudspeaker and basically there was a football game. And uh, Friday night, Shabbos Queen comes down for Shemayim on the Teichman house, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And right next, across the street, there's a football game. Loud cheering, the band is playing. But I'm serving Hashem. You know, I almost felt like overwhelmed. Oh, if only the world knew, if only the world knew what I pretend to know, if only the world knew that there was one God. <laughs> and I was walking to shul and I just, I felt like so like, ugh, uncomfortable almost. And you know, imagine Noah. Noah lived in the, in the generation where God had to destroy the world because it was so bad. Listen, I I don't know, you know, how bad this world is. It's pretty, you know, things that go on, the lying, the cheating, the stealing, stealing on the highest level, you know, government and politics, and even not politics and actors and all this stuff is so so many, you know, the 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 so many bad things happen now. But, but the world was destroyed in Noah's time. So filled it up with water. He brought storms, hot water to burn out any trace of the impurity that was left on the earth. That's a high level of bad. <laughs> That's terrible. You know, I know God said He's not going to destroy the world again. You know, the the, the, the did He made with the the deal He made with Noah. But at the end of the day, you know, it must have been bad. And here we have Noah. You know, by himself with his children's help depending on what year, you know, building a teva out of, a wood, out of cedar wood. And it wasn't just a small little boat. We're talking about a massive craft. Huge. Handmade. Humongous. Day in and day out, with a hammer in his hand, nails between his fingers, knocking in board after board after board. Schlepping big pieces of wood, cutting down the trees, sizing them up, and yet he did it constantly over and over again in a world that screamed at him, No, what are you doing? Enjoy your life. God, who cares about God? Look at us, we're having such a great time. You know. And yet he didn't he didn't get affected by that. And I, I was like wondering, like, how is that possible? <laughs> I get affected by the world around me and I have a community and I have other people I have rabbis I have rabbis I have teachers I have people I speak to 
I have holy people around me. So I could push, I have my wife and my family that push me up, that bring me up closer to Hashem. I have a support system. You know, I was just speaking to a Rebbe of mine this morning, from a, that he was my Rebbe when I was 19 years old, but yet just talking to him made me feel so comfortable and so loved by God. And I, I love my Rebbe, and he brought me so close to Torah. And, you know, I had such a support system, but Noah didn't have that. What did Noah have? Wood, a hammer. He had Hashem. Because Noach believed in Hashem. Not just said he believed in Hashem. He really, really believed. His Saleh Noach. He was a man of tremendous character. And that is, I think, Ibn Ibn is telling us an amazing idea. That Noach was chosen to be the only person saved because Noach had these high quality character traits. He had the most amazing midot. He had the most, he did, he acted in a just way, in an honest way. And he walked, he believed in Hashem more than you could possibly imagine. He actually walked with Hashem. He didn't just say he believed it, he believed it. He worked on himself to the point where he believed that Hashem was walking with him at all times. Now that, that's true. But to understand and believe it, that's overwhelming. You're thinking now Hashem is hearing and seeing everything I'm doing, that's, that's a little overwhelming. But Noach did it and believed it. And that is why Noah was the one saved. That is, so that's what Ben Bechai is telling us what this means. And I think we can answer our second question, and perhaps the first question. So again, we ask the question, why is the Torah telling us? Noah is tzaddik tamin hayavet and they don't tell us by Avraham. The Torah has to answer a question. The question is, why Noah? Now, what, by Avraham, Hashem did not destroy the world. Avraham understood God by himself and brought out people together with him and, and, and brought them close to Hashem. By Noah, Hashem destroyed the world and he only saved one person in his family. And that was Noah. So what makes Noah special? What is the method to be impervious from the surrounding around us to become like Noah? What is the method? And says the Rabbeinu B'chai, how do you get there? You be Tamid Ma'asav, you, 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 you are tzaddik in the way you're dealing with other people. You have amazing midot. You work on yourself to the point where your midot are sterling character traits. And Hisalich Vashem, you actually believe that you work with, walk with Hashem. And that is why Noah, in a world against him, had the zuchut to be the only one I mean, his family and him want Zuchut to be saved. Just a side point, I think that his family was saved because of him. I'll tell you why. I, I think this is true. Because, I mean, I'm sure they were tzaddikim himself, but I think it comes because of him. Because the Torah only tells us about Noah. It doesn't tell us that his children were tzaddik, or his wife was isha tzaddikit. And I think it comes, the influence that he had on them made them also great. So, Let's go back to the first question. first question was, why do we need this whole entire thing of Noach? Oh, so, I think Rabbi is teaching us that Noach, the answer to why Noach was saved and not anyone else is very simple. Because Noach possessed these amazing qualities that he was able, not why Noach, the question is, why didn't Noach just follow everyone else? The entire world was like that. Why didn't Noach follow the peer pressure, give in to society's pressure? The answer is because Noach had a formula. Noach dealt with people like a tzaddik, 
he kept himself with Midos, he worked on himself, and he walked with Hashem. And that is how he was able to shield himself from that. Now before, just quickly, how does this answer the first question? And the easy answer, I think this fits perfectly. The Torah needs to tell us about Noah. Because Noah, the story about Noah, and how he was able to protect himself and be able to overcome the surrounding around us is a message for us in Galut. A message for us in our lives amongst the other nations of the world. A message for us living amongst Hamas. Living amongst thievery, amongst inappropriateness, living amongst people who don't have the same value system that we do. And you know what we have to do? We have to work on ourselves. We have to strive to be like Noah. And I was walking home last Friday night after shul, I was walking home and with a friend of mine who is a social worker, and I was talking to him about this Devar Torah that I had an idea of saying. And I said, I have one problem though. That's Noah. Noah was special. How can I say that it's a lesson for us? Noah was unique. And he said the following to me, and it was amazing. He said, you're right. Noah was unique because he was able to do what he is able to do. But you and me are able to strive for that. We could set it as our goal. Okay, so we're not there yet. But look what we could do. We could do so much. And therefore the Torah is telling us, you want to know how to survive in this, in this galut? Look at Noah. Tamin hayav darosam. When his daughter, when his generation was terrible, Noah clinged and he worked on himself and he kept working. He didn't get complacent until he became East Sadiq Tamim Hayav Darosav and he was the one saved him to build, rebuild the world. Now, <clears throat> I often, like, you know, have this thought to like, what am I doing? You know, <laughs> I'm never going to get perfect. I'm never going to be, you know, a Gadol Hadar. The, you know, the, the, the leader of the, the Jewish people. I'm, I'm working as hard as I can. I'm, I'm working on my midot. I'm doing more mitzvot. I'm taking on little things, little by little, little by little. But come on, am I kidding? Am I ever really going to get up there? And And I think the answer is... Who cares? <laughs> that's not your goal. Your goal is to have... Your, that is not your end game. You're, you have to have a goal. You have to have sights. To, you have to have a destination. So you don't get to the destination. Does that mean you're a failure? Does that mean you're a failure? Or does that mean that in Gullus, when we're surrounded and we work on ourselves to make ourselves better people, we work on ourselves in Amidot, and we have outside influences pushing on us and pushing us, and yet we still fight and we still work on ourselves. I think that's amazing. If we have this mindset to grow, even if we're not getting there yet, we can reach great heights. We could put a shield around ourselves in the skulls that we live in. So with that, have a wonderful Shabbos. If anyone would like to have any questions, comments, or to sponsor this year, the Zecha Nishmat, 
a family member or someone you know, please email me at Rabbi M. Teichman, T-E-I-C-H-M-E-N, at gmail.com. Again, it's Rabbi M. Teichman at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and have a wonderful Shabbat, a good Shabbos, and a wonderful week.